Welcome to episode 55 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we talk about Tangle and Cash, Cash and Tango from 1989. Welcome to uh, this week's edition of the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kyle. Wait, 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 wait. How come your microphone is bigger than mine? Genetics, Pee-wee. <laughs> and also here with us today is a man with the biggest microphone in the room, uh, Sean Stokes. Yeah, thanks. And uh, I know you didn't only brought one mic stand this week, but luckily Kyle still has his old tripod there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're set. <laughs> This is, this is the kind of podcast we are. We're going to start off with penis jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you know, fuck it. We're covering Tangle and Cash in 1989, and it kind of fits. It pretty much like calls for a bunch of dick jokes and a bunch of like uh, weird sayings that like, the term bumping uglies. Like, have you ever heard this before this movie? Like, I don't think I've ever heard I think this. I have, but mm-hmm. it might have been from this film, because yeah, I watch I this so. a lot in my uh, childhood. This was like a, a father to me. This is a father that I didn't have. Yeah, exactly. Like, you actually got raised by two great men. Like, you had Tango and Cash. You had, like, the uh, straight, prim and proper, like, uh, a good cop, and you had the uh, worst cop, or like, bad cop and the worst cop. Well, and that's why I have, like, the, the rugged, you know, good yeah. looks, but... Uh, the style of a, a Beverly Hills cop. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, sorry, this is a racist term, but it is a quote from the movie, The Beverly Hills Wop. Yeah, that's pretty good, That's actually. what he called him, The Downtown Clown versus The Beverly Hills Wop. <laughs> that's pretty great. The uh, Jeffrey Lewis, the police chief. I thought he called Jeffrey like, Lewis from Double Impact. Fame, right? Was, we yeah, we about. just talked about. I actually totally forgot this guy was in the movie, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. But this movie is fantastic from all the back and forth between these guys and all these like small oh, jokes yeah. that if you were paying attention, you wouldn't get. It's yeah. Kind of, it's kind of like, like your dad tries to teach you straight and narrow in life then like his brother your uncle comes over you're like here try this beer exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, crazy, uh, the crazy uncle I guess yeah. Cash would be the crazy uncle yeah Tango is like uh, Stigal, the, uh I always get these mixed up because I would think Cash would be Stallone because he's the guy wearing the nice suits yeah. and everything so Cash but it's not Cash is Kurt Russell and yeah. Tango is Stallone. But anyways, we're spoiling this. We'll save all the, the delicious Tangle and Cash talk for later. I'm pretty excited to talk about this. I picked all these. I guess I didn't fully pick these. We kind of all agree on these, but I mm-hmm. thought these would be like the well, fun like, ones. And you, you guys facts. like enjoyed we, Commando, we, you, but everything you else. You pick these movies, then you probably just into like, like, like take, taking them. Like, well, couldn't we do Hard Target? Like, no, we're doing Double Impact. Oh, okay, man. Like, that, we, we came with suggestions. Then you just kind of like poo-pooed everything. I nah, shit on I think, them. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, uh, hard, to, uh, hard to Kill would have been my Seagal, but yeah, I had recently watched that and we yeah. talked about it on the show not that long ago, a couple months ago. And then Hard, hard Target, I do want to do. I love me some Hard Target, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to save that. I'd like to one day do, do one of John those. Will? Like, no, well, no, uh, fuck John Woo. You don't want to do a Woo stock? Nah, I like John Woo, but I don't, I don't know if we need to do John Woo. I was thinking more of a most dangerous games type show. Oh, okay, because there's that. There's surviving the game. There's tons of so, those. You see what I mean? Like we Running came, Man. We came up with these ideas, and you just kind of like, no, 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 we can't do it because of this. You almost Wait, like the, uh, the, that's a show right there. Look at Running Man. 
Hard target. Hard target. Surviving the game, game, I guess, for getting ice tea or yeah. ice cube or whatever instead of uh, you know a decent <laughs> action star. But uh, we could go down the the the, uh, the B. I guess that or would be C kind of fun, actually. Because uh, we can do meat guns movies. too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that we're gonna one ice day tea. do the ice tea episode. I think that'd be we've, amazing. I don't know if anyone's heard this story. We we'll, we'll talk about it again if if we've already told this story. But when we first got together, we're like, what was it? Five six years ago yeah. to do horror and more podcast, and we were in the planning stages, kind of figuring out what episodes we want to cover. And it was in the summer, and for some reason, it came up. We were drunk at a bar. Actually. We were drinking at a bar, <laughs> and I think I like convinced you to do like an iced tea after yeah. yeah it's a great idea and that night he actually like when we were drinking he pulled out his well, phone well you went on the bathroom yeah you, you went to the bathroom and yeah cause you, you've seen a lot of these films yeah. so I'm like are you kidding me like an iced tea are you fucking joking but you're like no he's done some good movies and we started looking it up and yeah so you go to the bathroom and you come back and I'm like yeah I just bought those four movies <laughs> and I think I was doing it just kind of as a joke to like bust your balls a little bit <laughs> then, so yeah I've got yeah. those and they've been sitting on my shelf unwatched for six years now yeah because I would watch New Jack City I think New Jack City would be a good movie to watch right yeah I don't I think that's the one I didn't grab yeah well then <laughs> I grabbed like the mean guns to yeah. survive in the game awesome uh, there's one with Bill Paxton or is that mean guns I don't know. Anyways, no, Mean Guns is a Christopher Lambert. Okay, well, one day, yeah, we'll do an iced tea. An iced tea episode. Is oh, we'll in get our drunk. We'll actually drink Long Island iced teas. Yeah, and we'll get drunk. <laughs> I think that'd be an amazing episode. Yeah, but um, I, yeah, before we get into um the Tangle and Cash talk, um, I watched a bunch of stuff. It sounds like you guys did not. You guys actually had busy. You guys are taking advantage of the summer, whereas yeah. I'm like hiding basement. in my basement. <laughs> you look like nice and pale out today, actually. <laughs> I like to say. Well, t- yeah, th- these are. Me and Stokes are both wearing like sunglasses because you got no shirt you guys, on. You guys got the, the nice <laughs> yeah. tans and. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm the, the pale guy in the basement. But um, again, during these uh, this action fest we've kind of been having, I've been trying to watch a lot of these action flicks that have been on my shelf, been wanting to watch, but just you know haven't been in the mood. But uh, what puts you in the mood better than some Seagal and some Van Damme? <laughs> Honestly. Uh, so I threw on for 1990 Navy Seals. Oh, fucking A, man. <laughs> Probably most famous from Clerks and then making fun of it. <laughs> Do you have Navy SEALs? And the, the whole <laughs> right behind it is covered in Navy SEALs. But um, this is directed by Louis Teague, uh, who had a decent career in genre fare. Like he did Alligator, which is fucking fantastic. Oh, awesome. Cujo, so two of the better yeah. nature gone amok films. He did um, one of the stories in Cat's Eye, and then he did the sequel to Romance in the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, which not great, yeah. but. Um, have you guys seen Navy SEALs recently? Uh, dude, it has been ages. I remember uh, my dad used to have the uh, soundtrack on cassette. So on like road trips, he used to listen to like, the Navy SEALs like, soundtrack. <laughs> it's actually a decent score. Yeah. I was thinking, like, Stokes looks totally like the guy that had the poster in his room rented this <laughs> weekly. Is that true? No, no. I Did that define your childhood? <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long time since I So is Charlie Sheen... And yeah, so well, I forget who else is in Ma- this. Michael Bean uh, from Terminator fame is the the lead kind of soldier in this. Yeah, and that's one of the many problems of this film. <laughs> uh, you know, he's fine. He's fine in Terminator, where he kind of has to be that emotionless soldier. And I guess that's what he is in this too. Like, I guess as a Navy SEAL, you got to be a soldier too. You know, for if you for the lead of your film, you want something more exciting, and yeah. he just can't carry this film. He's just. None of the characters have like any interesting story to them. There's yeah. one guy they have. Um, fuck, what's his name? Um, he was the president in 24. He was a getaway yeah. driver in Heat. Um, Dennis Haysbert. Um, they try to set up a story with him where he's getting married, and uh, you know, obviously, it's not going to end well for him. Yeah. But other than that, he's the- getting married. Is that what you mean? <laughs> But none of them have any interesting uh, characteristics to them. No interesting stories. So they're the most bland guys ever. They try to introduce like this love story with Michael Bean, but again, it doesn't really. 
Like, there's literally a character she comes in for him to screw and then say, see you later. There's no love story at all. Um, Bill Paxton was in there, which was kind of cool. He's he's a sniper, and they call him God, which is kind of cool. Cause he's yeah, like, that's actually kind of awesome. Up high sniping. But again, like everyone else, he's wasted. Like, how do you waste Bill Paxton, yeah. man? Bill Paxton should always be the most interesting. <laughs> he should always be the most interesting character in your film. Like, any film, whether the film was good or not, you usually remember Bill Paxton yeah. in it. And this one, totally forgettable. Uh, Charlie Sheen is decent, though. Again, I mean, he's not really showing his acting chops. Like, I watch this, I'm like, it's is Charlie much- Sheen a good actor or not? Like, I don't remember. Was he a good actor in Platoon or stuff? Or did I just like those films? I don't know, because he's not great in this. But, um... Well, pretty much all it does is, like, show, these are Navy SEALs. They're yeah. crazy guys. Let, look at them. It's pretty much that them they're on their adventures, isn't well, it? Well, yeah. Like, the terrorists in this are Islamic. Uh, they, I, I guess, it opens up, and um, they do this rescue mission. And while they're there, Charlie Sheen notices they have stolen missiles, but they don't have time. They have to get out. So then their goal is they have to go back and try to retrieve these stolen missiles. That's the story. Not that interesting. Uh, Charlie Sheen is fun in the film, though. I'll give him that. There's, like, this random scene, like, they're on the way to the wedding. Uh, like, in the break? Yeah, and he's just like he's just like arguing how you shouldn't get married, and randomly he just jumps out of the car (laughs) over the bridge. That's amazing, right? (laughs) Falls thirty feet or sixty feet or whatever, how many feet into the water? No reason. He has to come into the the wedding later on wet. Like it, it just makes no fucking sense. It's just there. You could tell it was just thrown in there because the stunt guy was like, "I'm really good at jumping from long distances." If guys put that in. And they had nowhere to put. There's another cool scene too, where of course you got to have like Top Gun, which that's what this film feels like. It feels like it's a B Top Gun slash. That makes sense. It's trying to be Platoon and Top Gun, but it's like very second, third rate. Yeah. Um, Is there any volleyball scenes or no? No, it's, it's like homoerotic basketball. Well, that's the thing. There is that. There is a montage. This one, it's golf. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. There's like like hit each other with the golf carts. And yeah, like smoking exactly. giant stogies and shit. Um, so it's 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 not as homoerotic, but yeah. uh, you know, it's very cheesy the montage. But anyways, there's a scene where they're playing golf and his uh, car gets towed away. So he he steals someone's bicycle. Yeah. And uh, catches up to the tow truck, sneaks on the back without the guy noticing, unhooks like the things, and then drives off the <laughs> the tow truck. Like he, oh yeah, he he raises the ramp and then drives off, which is again this crazy stunt for yeah. no apparent reason, just to just to show because Charlie it, Sheen is the crazy reckless one. Isn't in this. that what this movie's about? Just yeah, like uh, hey, these guys are crazy. Watch these guys do crazy things. Yeah, well, see, not really. Like other than Charlie Sheen's kind of the crazy reckless yeah. one. There's a scene where they get in a fight in a bar, and he he grabs the guy and smooches him. <laughs> <laughs> just to show how tough that's, it is. That's a homoerotic scene. But. Yeah. But so the whole film was leading up to, you know, Charlie Sheen's recklessness is going to get one of their guys killed and blah, blah, blah. And again, kind of like Top Gun, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like. But again, unlike Top Gun, where Maverick, where Goose dies. Sorry, I'm spoiling Top Gun if you haven't seen it. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> um, but it's a masterpiece. You should have seen it 10 years ago. Um, anyways, it's trying to be like that scene, that movie. But unlike that movie, where it's not. Maverick's fault Tom Cruise's fault and this one it is totally Charlie Sheen's fault yeah. he fucking is an idiot and kills his buddy gets his buddy killed it's like you you don't really feel bad bad from and again unlike Top Gun where you know you really love the relationship between Goose and Maverick yeah. and it's actually you care when Goose dies he's actually a character he's got a wife and kids they've introduced you really love them and this one the guy that dies you just don't care about like <laughs> he's um, like the new guy like hey guys I'm here to join you on your Navy SEAL mission yeah <laughs> cool um, so yeah, I don't know. It's totally a product of its time. Very cheesy, which again, some people say cheesy product of its time. They hate using those words, but this is totally that. Yeah. And not necessarily in a, in a great way. There, there's some cool shots. The score is decent, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. 
but it, it's not going like to be my go-to film. What are you thinking? Um, I'm going to probably give it five out of ten. Oh, all right. Um, oh, and I didn't mention too. It's like it's two hours long. Like fuck, that that is that's quite long a for long this time. type of film. So yeah, I don't know. It, it was uh, it was okay. I also I followed up with uh, this one was actually much better and this one kind of goes well with Tango and Cash and that they're it's a great buddy buddy movie this one a buddy cop is it movie. called Polka and Money no because oh, that'd be a great <laughs> sequel Running Scared from 1986 have you guys heard of this Running Scared it stars Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines who was like big in the 80s oh yeah yeah he was in Wolfen yeah I think I've seen this actually uh, they have great chemistry and that's what really mm-hmm. makes the movie I mean the movie is kind of your standard buddy cop but the chemistry between them is so good that like mm-hmm. and again this one is almost two hours long too which is, is too long does it make sense two hours like um, watching like no like, I think they should I always like thought like that was a uh, between the two I can handle it but if it's well just again it, like, um, it didn't it didn't kill the film like yeah. Navy Seals because Navy Seals it was not good for most of it whereas this film it was so you can handle it. but mm-hmm. I always thought this the longer films was something that was like a, a newer thing where these days I guess every film is like two and a half hours long yeah. every Marvel film was two and a half three hours long which is insane mm-hmm. but um i guess in the 80s it was a thing too because uh these films are all about a half an hour too long but uh no yeah th- this film i, I had a, a total blast of this i mean check out the trailer if you don't enjoy the trailer it's like two minutes long you'll get a, a, a base idea of what type of this film is and see if it's for you because that, that's like uh, kino had a sale um they've been putting out tons of good blu-rays but uh so i checked out the trailer for this one and like it sold me and i was like yeah ordering that one um uh, Joey Pants is in it. Oh, nice. He's like a punk. The bad guy is Jimmy Smith from, uh, what is he? Is he NYPD, <laughs> NYPD Blue? Blue fame? He's the big crime lord drug smuggler in this. Um, but yeah, the, the film is they decide they're going to retire. They get suspended because they're they're a little reckless during one uh, case. And um, th- during their time off, they decide to, they go to Florida, the Key West, Florida. And while they're there, they're like, you know what? He uh, Billy Crystal just inherited some money. Let's just like quit the force and open up in a bar. So... That doesn't really play too much part in the plot, yeah. but the whole thing is they're going to retire, and this is their last case. They come back, and they're like, okay, well, you guys got two weeks before you leave or whatever it is. I got decide- two weeks left of retirement. I don't need this shit. <laughs> that kind of shit? Kind of. Well, they just decide, you know what, fuck, let's catch Jimmy yeah. Smith before we uh, retire, because he's been the guy that like keeps on getting away from them. Yeah. And that, that's kind of a bit of the problem with the film. Like, There's like five times they catch him, and he gets away. It's kind of like... Okay. okay guys we've kind of you could have did that once or twice and we would have got it but um there, there's some cool stuff in there there's some action scenes in there that uh, was pretty decent there's one where like you know a train hits a car and it flips over there's one where the, the garbage truck comes and, and latches onto the side and they're in the car and so they can't open the doors and it lifts them up and it's going to crush them and they're trying to escape but really again it's the comedy throughout mm-hmm. and the, the banter between them like you know as again crush he's talking about how the guy owes him 10 bucks and <laughs> it's just I, I, you know one time they're arguing like who who actually shot the guy and now they're seeing they they, they get their pants taken they have to chase them down in their <laughs> long underwear and like i don't know it's it, it's fun it's one of those things i think it relies on the like do you enjoy 80s billy crystal yeah. and gregory hines personally i I'm, I'm not saying i'm the biggest billy crystal fan i've seen city slick or stuff like that but monsters inc yeah, does he sing in this one? Uh, no, but the, this got, film like does he sing to Gregory Hines? You got a friend in me, Gregory Hines. That's a Toy Story, Maddie. You got your Pixar. Oh mixed yeah, up, sorry, but, um, <laughs> fucking guy. What, 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 is, it, is there a monster song? What's a monster song? I don't know. I'm yeah. sure there is. But uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> No, the, yeah, th- this film relies on if you enjoy 80s Billy Crystal. I- I'll tell you, watching this, I was kind of like, yeah, I had fun with 80s Billy Crystal. I was kind of looking up what mm. else he did. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try to find some I want to check out Mr. Billy Saturday Crystal. Night. Yeah, that's more of like a biopic, though, yeah. isn't it? 
I think it's like a. It fictional. looks yeah, it looks okay, but there's definitely he did some other films in the 80s that look kind of fun. Yeah. So and there's like extra features on this and bloopers, and it's like wow, man, he was like a great guy. Just like like there's falling around as he's doing crazy shit on mm-hmm. set. Like he's a funny guy. I never really appreciate him. I always knew him as like again, City Slickers and the guy that hosts the Oscars. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this. I'm going to give it a test seven out of ten. Oh, awesome! I uh, highly recommend everyone watch it again. Other than it's it's a little bit long, but um, it does a nice balance where it's got some decent action scenes, but it's also you know funny throughout. Um, I watched um, one more that uh, I'll, I'll quickly talk about. Uh, we mentioned this before. I picked up on the at the Comic Con. Niagara Falls Comic Con from the uh, the Witch's Dungeon guys. This is the yeah. Aurora Monsters, the model craze that gripped the world from 2010. Oh, awesome. Um, I guess we were giving them shit for uh, charging us to go yeah. in when we already tried to go into Comic Con. But I guess it is. I was reading up. I guess they are a nonprofit organization, so they use all that stuff to like help pretty much pay for the rent and everything yeah. in this place. They don't really make money, so. But I still feel like, you know, that I think maybe it wasn't their fault. Maybe Niagara Falls Comic Con should have paid them like a decent yeah. money to get there. So, you know, come here and we'll give you a big check to, you know, to keep your charity. organization going because it is silly when you pay already yeah. $35 and another $5 to check out this one room. But, anyways, um, enough about give, well, giving them shit. I had a lot of fun with this documentary. They uh, got uh, Zachary Lee and Gorgo, the original host, uh, horror host. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, he was, he's really old at this point. I think Did he died. Crafted? died like a year or two after so ah. this is kind of probably the last thing he did um but yeah it's it's silly fun what you'd expect from horror hosts it's really just you know some wraparounds to get into the actual yeah. talking heads but um i will say this it's not if you're expecting you know like a lot of these modern documentaries with the quick editing and the, the animation everything it's not but it's not at the same time it's not like one of those really low budget ones where they can only use public domain stuff is it droll no, it's that's the thing. Warm. It's not like that. It's not just like boring talking heads. They're constantly throwing up a lot of images of all the models and all that stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. I was kind of worried because that is the thing. Some of these, like I have an Amicus documentary, mm-hmm. and it you know it has lots of great stuff, but it's really droll. It's like they couldn't get rights to any of the footage or anything, so it's like once in a while they'll throw up a public domain poster, and then it's like people, British, old British guys talking yeah. for three hours straight. <laughs> this thing moves at a good pace. Like, I, I was never bored. I was not around during the, you know, late 50s, early 60s when Get this whole model, here, really? model craze was a thing, but I've always, like, seen them in pictures and stuff, and I've always yeah. had, like, a love for that that kind of time. You know mm-hmm. I mean? That when Universal Monsters were a thing, it's kind of sad that kids don't really have that these days. Like, they have Jason and Freddy, but I don't, I don't... It's not the same. It doesn't have that... I guess they have, like, the Saw guy. What else is kind of coming but out? But again, the, they, the nun. that doesn't hit you on that. That same nostalgia, like well, for them it will. <laughs> like, but again, I, I didn't grow up with these guys, yeah. but I still, I feel like I've always had like this nostalgic well, love you, for these you characters. You did, right? Like they had like a what the Universal Rock and Monsters thing. Like yeah. they had like a cartoon Grooving Ghoulies and shit like that. Yeah. So you probably had like a uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah. I don't know. I, I guess the, the the difference is like these things were kind of like innocent stuff, whereas like Saw, it's like yeah, torture. You, know, you can you can show you can start watching Universal Monsters at a young age, yeah. six, seven, eight, and you know buy the toys and everything. Saw, you're probably not gonna you shouldn't be watching until you're like fucking yeah. you know fifteen, sixteen, and 13. and even then, do I want an action figure kind of thing? Like I don't I don't know. To me, it's just this different thing. But the, the, watching this film, like again, even though I didn't grow up with all this stuff, like it, it totally just hit me on the nostalgic mm-hmm. level. It told me I was like, ah, oh, maybe I can get some model kits and do this, but I obviously can't. No. <laughs> that takes skill to like the 
the paint jobs and everything. But yeah, it's totally a loving tribute to all the the monsters. Um, they have like the guy, the, all the, the the original artists that did the box art and the 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 guys that did the model kits, and then they have like the newer like um, neck and stuff who's kind of doing that stuff now, and all mm. the guys that were influenced by it. And again, it's just cool because you get to see all the original like art and and sculptures and and all that stuff, and then you see like the guys that they did like newer ones inspired by that that are more detailed and it's just I don't know I, I had a lot of fun with it a lot of like images and stuff thrown out like I said is it only like really universal does it go into like a, here's a uh, leather face here is a it doesn't go into that it, it does more focus on these but they did like yeah. either like they did like some sci-fi oh cool model kits it's like all the kind of ones they did monster stuff yeah. like that all, all the stuff in that era but um it's probably not for everyone. I mean, you may watch and be like, this is fucking boring yeah. as hell, or Stokes may be like, Well, it's a documentary on models. Yeah. I assume it might not I, be. I totally, for I totally, yeah. it was never bored again. It was just, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It made me return back that to a time that I did not exist in. I'm going to give it seven and a half out of 10. I wow. uh, totally dug it and something I could, it's something I could throw on like every couple of years on, around Halloween and, you know, I, th- I think Enjoy. it would work on that level. And again, if you have a, a love for the Universe Monsters or you were around during that time yeah. when these kits were things. So I'm really excited to check out their Witch's Dungeon. I picked up their other DVD that they put that's yeah. more on their actual, the actual um, museum. museum. So uh, hopefully that's as good as this is. But uh, yeah, I had fun with it. Um, before you have a game, but before you get into that, I just wanted one more quick thing. I promise yeah. I'm going to talk about these. I'm going to give them each like about a minute. Yep. Um, the thing is, there's 15 of them. <laughs> no. uh, three of them. Oh, these will be quick. So I, I think I mentioned before, I've got back into reading. I could not read before. Cause oh, you goosebumps I just eh? No, not goosebumps, but I, I just don't have time to really read other than I, but I have a long commute, yeah. but I, I would always get like motion sickness when I ran on the bus or the train. Now I've, that has been cured somehow huh. <laughs> and I found out I can read again. So I've been going crazy at the library, like picking up like stacks Tons of, of shit. books. But um, I, I'll talk about some a different time that I'm still reading some of the actual book books, but I, I picked up a couple of graphic novels and again, I don't have too much to say, but um, I read Archie versus Predator from 2015. <laughs> awesome, right? Like how cool is this shit? I love that this stuff exists yeah they, they did they did it all in the same style of archie and it's it's put up by um, but it's a violent like but yeah gets it, his head ripped off oh yeah like it's that. predator killing all the yeah, archie kind kids. of amazing seeing spines ripped out and hearts ripped out and people it, it's just brutal and it, it was a lot of fun again it's not it, the great the writing in her and everything was not great but it's mm-hmm. kind of like fun if you just want to see the archie characters get killed i read sherlock holmes in the necronomicon from 2011 how is it um that it was it was enjoyable as well yeah um, it's Sherlock Holmes, but with some supernatural. I guess they they mentioned there's another book which they didn't have, so I couldn't get. But he had previously fought vampires and realized. Oh, awesome! So it's like in this world where Sherlock Holmes knows supernatural stuff is real, but it's you know it's got Moriarty returns in this one, and he's got a supernatural edge, and it has H.P. Lovecraft stuff cool. in there. It was it was pretty good. I'm sorry, I, I, if I'm going to rate these really quickly, um, Archie one would be six out of ten. Sherlock okay. Holmes five and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, but the the best one that I highly recommend, and it's um, it's called House of Penis from 2016. <laughs> Sounds like you said House of Penis. <laughs> no, pen, Penance. Penance. Um, so this is based on they recently did the Winchester film I think last year or maybe even this year and everyone was pissed because apparently that film didn't get great reviews everyone was hoping it would be based on this novel yeah because this is fantastic but it's the same story uh, the Sarah Winchester based on her true story mm-hmm. uh, I don't do you, are you aware of Sarah Winchester yeah so whole? I guess uh, she was uh, she had a fortune she was a heiress to a fortune and uh, she was scared she that was the, the people... wife of the guy that invented the Winchester yeah. gun so uh, everyone that was killed by a Winchester gun was haunting her yeah. so she built this entire man of just like doors that go nowhere, staircases. Mm-hmm. Just kept building and, and building. I don't know if in real life they know why. She I guess they? she was crazy. Well, and, and this one they have that 
she has people working. She gets all like convicts, anyone around that will work mm. for stay and food. And she just has to, it has to be, the house has to be worked on nonstop because the banging keeps them away, uh. like the, the constant noise. And, and also like she wants like they can't have windows or anything so they can get in all this weird stuff. But um, yeah, th- that's pretty much a story. Uh, and then it's like, there's all these weird kind of Lovecraftian, like throughout the whole book, there's constantly this, these veiny blood kind of vessel things all around her. And she's always seeing all these tentacle like oh, things. Cool. And, and it's kind of like it's, it's coming for her it's coming for her and she's doing whatever she can to keep it away mm-hmm. she's haunted by I guess you find out that her hus- or her child accidentally killed itself with a gun I think oh, yeah? itself. and then the husband killed himself shortly after or maybe he died of a disease or maybe they both died of a disease I forget either way her husband child are dead and she just wants uh, forgiveness and then she gets all these people and they go to her house to kind of like seek forgiveness as well it's kind of like if you come yeah. here you know we're not going to judge you just get you have to give up keep your working. gum but keep on working and earn your stay and then this it opens up there's this one guy he's been I think he did terrible stuff for the government um, when they wanted a railroad he would go and kill the family that was in the Oh yeah, the he pathway, was, uh... and so he's seeking forgiveness. But yeah, it's just very, very cool. Like the whole time, it just has this, um, just kind of this pulsating horror throughout the story, which I thought they did a really good job of. But yeah, I would give that one seven and a half out of ten out of the three. Awesome. I would recommend that, that one. That one's an actual good story, whereas the other two were just kind of fun. If you want to see Archie gang <laughs> killed by Predator, or I wouldn't mind seeing Reggie Sherlock getting, uh, getting his spine ripped out. Yeah, again, I'm not going to, I didn't want to spend too much time, but um, yeah. I, th- I thought maybe horror fans might be interested in stuff like that if you can find them. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess that's it. You have a game for I us do. before we get into Tangle and Cash. So, the object of this game, I'm going to give you a character and you have to tell me what movie it's from all right it seems very hard so i made it a bit easier for you cats it's either a stallone movie or it's a kurt russell movie i feel that kyle might have an upper hand on it so uh, let's uh start off with stokes do you get bonus points if you can name the movie it, that, you gotta name the movie oh, okay don't name the actor just name okay. the movie all right gotcha stuntman mike kurt russell i don't know yeah yeah kurt russell no idea. I'm not a, not a Kurt Russell guy. Ah, oh, get out. <laughs> I love me some Kurt. Uh, that's a Grindhouse death proof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Colonel Jack O'Neill, Kyle. Executive decision? Nope. Stokes. Colonel Jack O'Neill. I got nothing. Stargate. Oh, Stargate. Nice. Lincoln Hawk. Kyle. No, Stokes. Lincoln Hawk. Is that uh, over the top? Over the top. <laughs> ah, I knew that one. Kyle, Ray Breslin. I got you, your buddy. Taking this one. <laughs> Ray Breslin, eh? You got. I got this. Um, one. I got this one. Just pass it to me. Yeah. Pass Demolition it to me. Man. Nope. Escape uh, plan. Escape plan. Stokes. David Grant. This is a Kurt Russell. No. I got nothing. No, it is Kurt Russell. <laughs> Sorry. Um, David Grant. Unlawful entry. Executive decision. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> All right. Whose turn is that? Stokes's or Kyle's? Kyle's Gabe Walker. Oh, Gabe Walker. freaking easy. Come on. Um, Gabe Walker. Kyle's got the Kurt Russell on me. I got the Yeah, yeah, as I was thinking. <laughs> Gabe Walker, eh? Um... All right, Stokes. Specialist. Shit. Nope. Quill. <laughs> yeah, you got Cliffhanger. it. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Okay, fuck. All right, Stokes. Machine Gun Joe Verbero. 
Machine Gun Joe with Arrow. I don't know. Machine Gun Uh, Joe with Arrow. I'm going to say that's Stallone in... um, Fuck, which one did he do? He did a couple, right? Uh, Machine Gun... With that... uh, Wait, wait, don't, don't... It's at... um, Oscar? Nope. Death Race 2000. Ah. Uh, right. Sound like a mafia one. Michael Zane. This is Stokes, right? Is it Stokes? Yeah, it's, yeah. No, Michael Zane. Um, specialist. I don't know. No. Michael Zane. No idea. 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Ah. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm running out here. I've, I've pretty much haven't been keeping score. I only got one right, I think. John Spartan. John Spartan. <laughs> Nothing. John Spartan. Demolition Man? Demolition Man. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and I think that's it. So I think I got one in one steal. Yeah. So how many did you get right, Stokes? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we had some laughs. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll just assume that I won that one. and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And we'll start off, uh, here is the trailer for Tango and Cash from 1989. I'll tell you one thing. Whoever set us up is really connected. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Relax. Soak. And don't flatter yourself. Meet Ray Tango. He likes money. He's a Kong. He's a go. But doesn't bother with cash. Meet Gabe Cash. He won't dance around trouble and doesn't mind stepping on toes. I hate you karate guys. Two of L.A.'s top rival cops are having a good time staying in rhythm. You know me, huh? Yeah, I hear you're the second best cop in L.A. That's funny. I hear the same thing about you. But they're going to have to work together, even if it kills them. Like now! We'll take it. No! That's one of a kind. We won't put a scratch on it. Did you sleep with my sister? I was so drunk, I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. (laughs) Tango and Cash. Framed by the ruthless arch nemesis, a mismatched LAPD crime fighting duel has to put their differences aside to prove their innocence and put a stop to the evil crime lord once and for all. Yes, uh, we are here to talk about Tango and Cash, 1989, the action comedy classic starring Stallone and Kurt Russell, both in their prime. What are you guys, Stallone or Russell fans? I gotta say, Kurt Russell. We're here. How, in this film, are you a Stallone or Kurt Russell? And overall, are you a Stallone or Kurt Russell? I'm going to say Kurt Russell all, all the way, around. man. Yeah. Stokes? Yeah, this movie, uh, I thought Kurt Russell carried it. But yeah. uh, I think overall, I got more Stallone. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I get Kurt Russell did kind of a lot of other things other than just mm-hmm. action. So I guess if you enjoy like Overboard and overboard stuff. Overboard as a thing. I mean, Stallone did stop him. I'm almost shooting Oscar <laughs> and stuff. But uh, they're not on the same level. Uh, but yeah, I, I think... Caressa for me. He he is okay. he is the like he did Tombstone, which is one of the greatest westerns. He did The Thing, which is Bone one of the greatest Tomahawk, horror like, films. And then you know he did Escape from New York yeah. in L.A. Like he kind of has a you know where Stallone kind of just did the action thing. I guess Stallone did like Rocky, which is more yeah. of a drama and whatnot. But the problem with the game we just played is a lot of Stallone movies are just like his name as a character, like Get Carter, 
Rocky. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Cobra. Oh, and Oscar as well. Right? He yeah. is Oscar in that movie, right? You see? Um, yeah, anyways, this film was directed by Andre Con- Konchalovsky. Konchalovsky? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, he did Runaway Train. And then uh, Albert... Was that Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson? No, no that's, that's Money Train. Money Train. Runaway Train was a, is a cool 70s flick with a train that pretty much uh, goes... Um, it got in a fight with like Mama Train no, and Papa Train, so it just took off. It keeps on going and they can't stop it. Um, it's a runaway train. <laughs> yeah, there's another. Out of control train? Yeah, it's pretty much a film where the train, yeah, it goes out of control and there's some convicts stuck on there and they have to try to escape or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. It amazing. sounds cool, though. But uh, this film was also uncredited was Albert Magnolia, who um, did Purple Rain. He kind of came in nice. to fix up the film. Uh, Stallone did uh, some directing. Yes, this film was a bit of a, actually, not a bit of a, pretty much a huge mess uh, throughout all of production. That's crazy to me. The director, he got, like, let go yeah, at the, some point. Yeah, it? near the end, he got yeah. let go. He was constantly arguing with uh, the producer, John Peters. Is John Peters the famous one that wanted to do Superman with the big spider? Oh, maybe. Like the, uh, what's her face, uh, Barbara Streisand's hairdresser? That guy? I don't know, <laughs> but... Um, Maybe. Uh, anyways, he yeah, he was constantly fighting with the producer. He was, I guess, going over budget all the time. But then at the same time, apparently, it wasn't necessarily his fault because they were trying to do like the schedule is ridiculous. It was like ten days of work and three days, and you know all yeah. these big set pieces and whatnot. Um, the script there I don't even think was huge fully finished. Set pieces in this movie, like huge like, yeah, action sequences. Yeah. I don't even think the script was finished when they started shooting. Um, yeah, it, it was just a huge, huge mess throughout. I think Peters too wanted to be more of comedic, like almost a spoof, whereas uh, Andre was kind of going for more of a serious yeah. action flick. So, and I, I, I thought it worked out as a as a blend between yeah. the two. Personally, I thought you know it had some. There was no boring moments of them talking, and there's no boring moments of them like kicking some ass, yeah. right? And that there's a decent threat. Like I thought Jack Palance was decent as mm-hmm. like kind of the menacing crime lord, and and then you had the crazy um, uh, what's in Brian? Is it Brian James? I believe <laughs> the you bloody wanker, yeah. the guy from uh, House Three or House Five. <laughs> yeah, he plays the, the the guy the Cockney accent, which apparently his part was like he was just like your standard villain. But yeah. then um, he came in, he was like, oh, I'm going to do something to make me myself stand yeah. out, and he decided to give himself a Cockney accent. Oh, Stallone loved it, and I, uh, you know, added uh, an actual role for him, and he became almost like you know, as a bloody as Jack dud. Collins, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So the film was a bit of a mess. Also, on top of it, apparently Stallone uh, fired the director of photography, who was originally Barry Sonnef- mm. Sonnenfeld, the famous uh, director, mm. doing like Rain Man and tons of stuff. Crazy um, Men in Black, I believe. So he was he fired him. The film ran uh, twenty million over budget, several months over schedule, Ooh. and yeah, halfway through the shoot, you know, the director and the producer weren't even talking. Yeah. So um, not uh, a good film to be a part of. And yeah, by the end, I guess Stallone was kind of like unofficially the producer, director, and writer. He was, apparently everyone said he did doesn't show this at all. The movie kind of no. is fun all the way through. Which yeah, and we'll get into that. Apparently, we're yeah. the only ones that think that because huh. every the critics and everyone apparently thinks this movie is awful. But uh, yeah, and apparently everyone says that Stallone was kind of like the glue for the film. Yeah. He held it together because without him, it probably would have fallen apart because mm-hmm. he was kind of like trying to be the guy, the sane voice amongst all this. But. Um, a writer is written by Randy Feldman, who uh, wrote Hell Knight, which is kind of oh, cool. Oh, cool. And then he did went on to write some like Nowhere to Run, the kind of <laughs> Van Damme mediocre movie? Van Damme movie, Metro, the mediocre Eddie Murphy film. <laughs> so he didn't really do... Not, not a great writer. 
And then Jeffrey Bohm, who uh, worked on the script for the two Lethal Weapon films, uh, he was hired to do a rewrite during the the shoot because it was such a mess. But I guess like he was like, no, I can't do anything with this. Like, you're done. Here, here's some notes or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't want credit for this because this film is a mess. <laughs> Please keep my name off of this. Uh, Stallone, this was, uh, he was coming off of actually um, three bombs uh, during this film. He had recently done Over the Top, Ramble 3, and Lock Up, which yeah. all three of them were uh, financially financial bombs. Um, there, there was this whole rumor that this film was meant to be a Stallone and Schwarzenegger flick, because again, Schwarzenegger was at the top of his game. Stallone kind of yeah. was starting to fall a bit, so they were on equal level at the time. I think that would have ruined this movie. Yeah, well, apparently that's not true. Apparently it uh, was never meant to be uh, a Schwarzenegger. It was actually a Originally, Patrick Swayze was cast. Oh. I read that as well, yeah. yeah. Well, he made Roadhouse instead. Yeah, so. he turned it down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Someone argue that was a better decision. I don't yeah. know. Though. Uh, I, I'm fine with it because, you know what? We get two great films out yeah. of this. And I think... Kurt Russell is perfect for this film. I honestly, yeah, you know, no, no one's knocking Roadhouse. <laughs> right. Stoke, 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 sit down. No one's making fun of Roadhouse. Well, you're sure back on, bro. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> guys, getting all crazy, Swayze over here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I think Russell was completely perfect for this role. I cannot see anyone uh, in the role. Did you guys realize though? Apparently, Face Off was meant to be a Stallone Schwarzenegger film. Was it? Yeah, that's, weird. That's the rumor. Uh, anyways, yeah. So Stallone, what, what's your guy's Stallone poison? Are you a Rocky? Are you a Rambo? Do you enjoy more of his like Demolition Man Cobra? I do like Demolition Man Cobra. Stallone, you're probably more of an Oscar mo- stop my mom will shoot kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of like later day Stallone too. Yeah, he's the guy that I think he's done a decent job. I mean, without him, he he kept even you know Schwarzenegger's career kind of mm-hmm. going a bit with Escape Plan, the Expendables films. I was thinking Rambo actually. Rambo, yeah, actually, yeah. I, actually, I thought Bob Boa was really good. Rambo too. and yeah, Rocky Bubble, and then or Creed. even Creed. Yeah, he's kind of the probably been the most successful mm-hmm. like throughout. Uh, you know, Stallone or Schwarzenegger is going to try to come back with Terminator. I don't know. We'll see about <laughs> yeah. that. But. How many times is the question I got to ask? Like, what, what was? Well, his, James Cameron is he on like his like fifth or James sixth Cameron time? is actually involved now yeah. for the first time, and it's going to ignore all the other films. So we'll see. This is the last chance to actually be decent. But yeah. So sorry. What What are you for Stallone? What's your What's your? I don't know. I like uh, Demolition Man. I like Lock Up, and like later day stuff. Yeah, you're not like a Rocky. Uh, yeah, I, again, I don't mind Rocky, but I'm not like, oh shit, there's a Rocky marathon. Let's uh, get into it. Until I love me some Rocky, and the first first blood is good. Even first blood mm-hmm. two, John Ram- or Rambo is great. Uh, Stokes, what about you? Yeah, I'm with Maddie on that one. Like, I like Rocky. It's not like yeah too, but I like I like '90s Stallone. Like this era up in '90s. Yeah, his, th- his last few movies, like you said, also Expendables. Obviously, you big fan of Judge Dredd or what? Expendables. <laughs> No one's a fan of Joe so, Trade. I got a question. I've heard, I don't know if this is like a schoolyard rumor, but he got his start in porn. Is that what he was doing? Or was um, like it's softcore porn? Or is this yeah. I don't know if it was a I've never actually looked start, into but it. But he did do, uh, there's an Italian stallion softcore porn. Oh, know. is he actually like fucking or what? Or is he just like. I uh, think so, yeah. The, there's like every trailer compilation usually has yeah. the Italian stallion on there. So it's like him frolicking the trailers, just him running, running around and hopping. I think he did it. When yeah, he was desperate for money. I yeah. don't know if he did it before Rocky or on Rocky. I think it was like that. And then when Rocky was a hit, I think it like sat there shelved. And then when Rocky was a hit, they're like, "Ah, let's get this out now." Yeah, um, which he was probably not happy about. Yeah. You know, I'm finally getting taken seriously. I got an Oscar <laughs> yeah. film here, and then you're going to release this porn to haunt me. But um, no, he did. Uh, before we get off Sloan, though, Stokes Rocky three. Rocky three, yeah. Mister T and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I thought Hulk that Hulk would be Thunderlips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thought that would be your bag. Me, the ultimate man versus you, the ultimate meatball. <laughs> uh, and then Kurt Russell. What's your? 
obviously uh, the thing. Yeah, the thing, John Carpenter. Kurt yeah. Russell, I think that's why Kurt Russell's the edge for me because yeah. he did all the Carpenter yeah. films. Uh, Elvis, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the thing, Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from L.A. in New York. Yeah. But then he did like, yeah, as we mentioned, Tombstone, Stargate. I, I really like Captain Ron, too. I think Captain Ron. Captain Ron and movie. Over the Board are both yeah. really fun comedies. I mean, oh, Over the Board, sorry, Overboard. Oh, overboard. Which that film, it's a pretty fucked up film when you think about it. <laughs> Doesn't like a girl like lose her mind and someone just takes yeah, her back he, home? Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's installing shelves. Mm-hmm. He's a, um, a contractor? Car- yeah, Carpenter. Carpenter. And he's installing shelves on her boat. She's like a rich, um, snobby woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's married or just with this guy. But yeah, she gets hit, off, knocked off the boat and gets amnesia. And he decides, oh, I'm going to get revenge on her for being such a bitch and takes advantage of her by telling her that she's actually his wife. And he like, like literally three. puts her picture on like his old wife's picture or something with the kids and has her take raising his kids. But then like eventually starts sleeping with her and it's like, that's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah. I can't like, they actually, I was going to say they would not do that these, this day and age, but I think they recently remade it with Anna Ferris and someone. I, I don't know. Huh. I have no interest in it, but maybe Chris, why would you watch a film yeah. if Kurt Russell's not in it? Yeah. But, that's a good point. But yeah. It's pretty only in the eighties to shit like that, man. <laughs> I hateful eight. He had a, Nice. He's oh yeah. Curtis has had a big resurgence lately with Bone Tomahawk. Is Bone Tomahawk, hatefully, and then he was in Guardian. He was the best oh, part yeah. of Guardians Galaxy Two, yeah, which was. wasn't really that great. I guess film, but. Stallone was in Guardians Two as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a little, little tangled together. No, no, but, but um, yeah. Oh yeah, and one other tidbit. Sorry, Kurt Russell. I didn't realize he was originally um, up for the role of Martin Riggs in *Lethal Weapon*. Oh, get out of here! But I think he turned it down to do this movie. I uh, know uh, he just turned it down, and it would be a completely different movie, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting too. It's one of those films. I think it all worked out in the end because we got *Roadhouse*, yeah. we got *Tango Cash*, and we got *Lethal Weapon*, and they're all perfect. <laughs> Maybe not perfect, but they're all really, really good. So flicks. this movie didn't get a sequel because of how shitty the production was, and like it bombed apparently. Or? No, it, the film itself didn't bomb. It did, ended up in the end making a, a decent. I think it had like a fifty million dollar budget and made like mm-hmm. sixty five. Which again, these days that would be a bomb because you need two and a half times yeah. the money. But back then was when you would get a shitload of money from VHS and TV rights. Okay, and on top of it, you weren't spending. You know as much of a cost movie to market it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Advertising was a small part of it. So back then, if you made 65 on a $50 million budget, you were, good. You were probably okay. So it ended up in the end making a decent little budget. Um, but yeah, it, and for, I don't know. If, I think the sequel, yeah, probably just because the, the film yeah. was such a mess to make. And again, it was not, the critics did not like yeah. it. It was torn apart. And- but even now, like I, a lot of people consider this a bad action flick. And I'm That's like, what? crazy. Uh, one other thing I just wanted to talk about, other people that were almost cast for the role when Patrick Swayze left, Michael Bean, which would have been terrible because yeah. that guy doesn't have much charisma. Pierce Brosnan, um, he has the charisma, but I don't think back then he okay, had the, the physique. He, it, it's almost like uh, it'd be cash and cash, wouldn't it? Because he doesn't have that kind <laughs> yeah. of like crazy, like, hey, look at me, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bad, like a down-to-earth uh, cop. Kevin Costner. Harrison Ford. It sounds like almost everyone tried out for this. Or, mm-hmm. And when you read these lists, so it's like how, how true is some of this. Some yeah. of it's like this name was thrown about, but whether it's true or not. But Richard Gere, Mel Gibson, I think, could pull it off. Yeah. But again, I, he's got lethal weapon. We don't maybe need to. Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I don't know if he... Yeah, maybe Harrison. Yeah. Don Johnson. I could see that. That'd be kind of cool, too. I don't know if he has a comedic chops. <laughs> ah, he might. I think he could pull that off. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah, that actually went good. Ray Liotta. Liam Neeson, Michael Nori, Gary Oldman, Robert Patrick, pretty much everyone, Bill Paxton, Ron Perlman, yeah. Dennis Quaid, Gary Sinise, Bruce Willis, and James Woods. Bruce Willis, maybe. I, yeah, I think Could've James Woods would be kind of amazing. No, not James Woods. I love James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I like James Woods, too, but I, I don't know. I always, I think he works better as like the slimy yeah. kind of like, 
he's a guy that like you root for, but yeah, don't like him as well. Like like John Carpenter's Vampires, he's perfect where he's a prick. You don't necessarily like the guy, but at the same time, you want to see him it work yeah. out kind of in the end. Whereas this, I don't know, I wouldn't want to see him getting with Terry Hatcher. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, yeah, and let's bring up Terry Hatcher. So she's in this film as uh, Stallone's sister. This is Terry Hatcher in her prime. Yeah. Um, I, I always had to think of Terry Hatcher back in the Lewis and Clark days. Did you guys grow up watching Lewis and Clark? Eh, not really. No? That was a big part of my childhood. Yeah. Um, she also had the famous Seinfeld episode where, like, these are real. And yeah, they're fit. Spectacular. They're spectacular. And Desperate Housewives, she kind of had a resurgence in her career which I don't know anything about that show yeah. Stokes you're a big Desperate Housewives fan uh, no, not so much. well the TV show not so much but the actual people <laughs> I love them <laughs> um, she has a great of course Rack <laughs> well she plays she's not a stripper she's like a, a dancer exotic dancer I guess a, not even an exotic dancer I guess they uh, big in the 80s were just like clubs of girls just put on shows like uh, yeah I guess exotic dancing. Which is good. What's the song? Um, fuck. What, what is it? She's dancing to. Oh, don't go by Yazoo. <laughs> that seems great. She pulls out the drum. She pulls out the electric drum kit. <laughs> actually plays, which is kind of amazing. Oh man, that scene always makes me laugh. Mm. But um, yeah, she. Um, her character was originally not supposed to be his sister. Supposed she to was supposed to be supposed to be, uh, possibly an adopted or foster uh, child. That'd be weird if like. <laughs> I don't know why that would matter yeah. unless he was going to have some. It was going to kind of be him having a thing for his stepsister. I don't know. Yeah, I don't But I guess Terry Hatcher, when they cast her, they thought she kind of resembled Stallone, so they made her his biological. I don't see why that would matter. Anyways, though, do you guys want to keep on talking about the villains in this, or should we just get into film and bring them up as they come along? I would bring them up as they come along. Yeah. I don't want want to just sit there and read off filmographies here. But um, yeah, let's talk about, I guess, before we get into the plot, let's throw out our basic thoughts of film. I was never bored during this movie. Like, the back and forth between them two, like, they're both cocky in this fantastic way, and they always have the right thing to say. Like, when the guy's chasing down the tanker truck, then, like, he's like, guy thinks he's Rambo. Well, Rambo was a pussy. (laughs) Like, that that seems amazing, right? Oh, there's so many good things. And Caruso is a little bit, this is the 80s, but he's a little bit racist in this film. (laughs) Anyone Uh, that's, like, foreign, he's he's calling them out on it. But no, he's he's great as like yeah, like you said, the very they're both very cocky. They're both it's almost like a competition who's the better cop. Yeah, exactly. One they're on both sides of the the, the tracks. Spectrum. One guy is you know the the down pretty boy that like wearing a, the vest. Stallone's the guy wearing the vest reading. It's got, our money with the badge. He's reading his stocks. Yeah, his he's stocks. Kinda... And then Cash is a guy that's got junk food in yeah. his drawer, and you know he, he's he's upset that he's, he, his eight dollar shirt got <laughs> ruined. He's a Johnny six pack. Yeah. But um, I and I like even the different like Stallone like the, when it opens up and the score is fantastic, oh, it, which it's um, and it does switch back and forth between like yeah, this is like Stallone's and this is his well, head, and like, then the cash is kind of like it's, it's got this like wah, 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 yeah, wah. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like this comedic <laughs> yeah, like does, actually <laughs> score which I really enjoy. It's um Harold uh, Faltermeyer that did the score for this who did the Beverly Hills Cop oh, that's uh, theme, amazing. Um, among many others, uh, great scores. Um, Top Gun, of course, Fletch. Running man, that he oh, was like that guy. If you need that, like electronic y kind of. Oh, it's amazing. But um, yeah, he, the the score in this is fantastic. It I, I want to so get the good. soundtrack, but I think it's one of those songs again where it's limited and it's yeah. really expensive if you want it. But um, yeah, I think there was a thing where he couldn't finish. Like he did most of the film, but the like the last scene or something. Because again, it was such a mess, and they were doing all these reshoots he and everything. Had that some other things. He had do. another film to go on, so someone else came in, and uh, I think Gary Chang helped to do a little bit of the the score. But yeah, the score is fantastic. Anyway, sorry, Matty. I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, um, I always felt like even the action is fucking amazing, 
but the actual banter between the two is even better. Yeah. Like when they're in like a chasing each other in a truck and well, it, it's a cool film too because it's not your standard. These are the cops and trying to get the bad yeah. guys. Like they get framed for mm-hmm. murder, which is kind of cool. So you have this kind of mystery thing going on, and then they get then it's like a prison movie at times, and they're in the prison, uh, which is plan. awesome. You, yeah, then you've got to escape of the prison, which is fun. Then you go into this like the finale is this crazy like souped up ridiculous car with gadgets. And, oh, it's insane. And and the, the finale is you have like fucking. <laughs> Um, dune buggies and motorcycles <laughs> and giant fucking like uh, what's that called like bulldozers just chasing them through and, this and field. they actually have the it was the, that was the Bigfoot too yeah the monster oh, truck oh was it yeah that's the that was the, oh, the famous the Bigfoot monster truck but yeah, like it's a film that kind of gives you a bit of everything. You're getting the, mm-hmm. you know, chasing through the streets, the cop kind of standard action flick. But then you have the prison and the escape, the escape from the prison part. And then you have like that's why I love this film. Like you said, it's never really boring, and it mm-hmm. it constantly throws something new at you. Almost they're throwing villains at you constantly. It opens up with this like the Chinese guy trying to kill him and him like. Uh wrestling him in the parking lot chasing him down and then, oh that's like, great which ends up in out. a really cool um, car smash mm. him up scene uh, and yeah he's got the the, the the gun in the boot yeah the little snub nose um, but even that scene is kind of cool like he's, he's uh, Cash is looking himself in the yeah. mirror and then like out of nowhere it's like kind of almost like a jump scare the guy yeah. like smashes to the mirror and shoots him and luckily he has a vest but yeah that leads in a really cool action scene mm-hmm. and even when they're smashing up the cars you got that comedic moment where the Russian guy I yeah. guess it's his car and he's like what's he saying like he rips for the motherland I'm yeah. from the motherland get you all muscly for some reason there's a homeless lady with a shopping cart of course you gotta have that and the couple fucking in the yeah. back of the car did you guys notice they just kind of sprinkled in titty in this movie like, yeah. like wherever like, like it wasn't yeah. central with the parts like oh no, well yeah. we're in a parking lot like how can we throw a booby in here yeah. oh I know here here <laughs> yeah um, so at first you had like the Chinese guy that tried to kill him the second you have that dude in prison that like he, they break his nose. Oh, Robert Robert Zar. That's yeah. uh, the famous, uh, most famous for Maniac Cop and Samurai oh, Cop. Right, right, right. He was a, that guy. Actually, looks like that. If you look at pictures, it's insane. He had that like this weird, almost Jowl? like cartoonish chin, chin. That yeah, it looks like something you'd see like how they draw when yeah. they want the square chin. That was his real chin. And it's crazy. Like the, you don't notice as much, but there's certain films you definitely notice it. But, he looks like American Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, he, he's he's good in this. Mm-hmm, he's amazing. And you got the uh, what's his name. Uh, uh, you bloody wanker, that guy. Uh, Brian James. You, who is the Asian cat who is in everything? Uh, James Hong, who's, yeah, from Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. also with Caress. But yeah, he was like Golden Child, Blade Runner, fucking Missing mission, missing, and, missing in, in Action, action. Ninja 3. And, like, he's still doing stuff. I think, what's he actually Wayne's had, World? Uh, he the Wayne's World too, too? Yeah. He recently did the Day of the Earth remake. I looked, the guy has 426 That's credits insane. to his name. <laughs> But and then even Brian James was also in Blade Runner, but he had like he was a bad guy in Forty Eight Hours and mm-hmm. Red Heat and Red Scorpion and you know he's been in everything. A lot of these guys, yeah, they got like a lot of the the big action mm-hmm. kind of guys. Clint Howard makes an appearance. Yeah, he's a Stallone's roommate yeah, in the prison with the slinky. I love the scene where he's like, "See this guy? I killed him. He's my best friend. I'm a psycho. Yeah, I'm crazy, man." <laughs> and then later on, like Stallone's like not impressed, and you yeah. see him, he's got him tied up with this slinky. But he like that. That's the yeah. Lo- that's another thing I love about this film, though. There's all these actors throughout that you love throughout the '80s, and they all make like a little mm-hmm. bit appearance in this. There's a lot of guys you'll recognize, and they're all great. Like the scene, the little scenes they have, little cameos. Um, I didn't write them all down, but even like yeah. Richard Fancy plays his lawyer. That's uh, Mr. Lippman, Elaine's boss oh, from Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, who else is in there? Uh, Michael J. Pollard. 
he's the guy that kind of the cue in this film he designs like all the the gadgets yeah he's from scrooged and sleepaway camp three and jeffrey lewis as we mentioned is the, the his um captain who is it's weird because he's uncredited in this film and he has like a decent size yeah part. it's chunk isn't it it makes no sense but yeah th- this is a film and of course of course jack palance that is, guy he is so good in this right so good yeah i love the the scene with like the rats and like mm-hmm. they put him in the and he's had this weird kind of love relationship with the rats because later on he's like yeah. brian james brings in the cage and you think he's going to do something sinister the rats and he starts like making out with them it's weird right <laughs> but that makes him a bit more like a villainous doesn't it but it, yeah like anytime he comes on that score mm-hmm. they have playing where he puts the rats in the maze to show that like and he does these great like scene chewing dialogue like oh, yeah. tango cash cash tango yeah he's like yeah he took this many millions off me and then he's like tango took even more <laughs> And then, but there's a great scene where he's like you know what we kill them we make them martyrs yeah. instead we and he does the whole thing where he's going to frame them for murder which is great um, and, and a little bit silly, oh, but yeah, they, yeah. they totally, yeah, they record them and then they have like the guy that, an audio yeah, guy. Even that guy. Like, he's that guy, yeah, he's stuff. always a slimy guy. Um, was he in a green mile? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Killed the guy's mouse. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, yeah, there's a lot of people. And, and then the other guy that um, frames them too, I think is someone, um, the guy that's like a cop or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a bunch of stuff, but yeah. Sorry, but yeah, you're right. The villains are are great in this. And then there's one guy too. I don't know who he was, but I don't know if he was a stunt guy. But when they're doing the famous fights, the fights at the end, and, and Cash is fighting Brian James Stallone is fighting this other guy. Who's yeah, like this ninja guy. Um, I think he's been in stuff as well. So, Stokes. Yeah, you kind of touched on it. Like this movie has like a bit of everything you love in an action movie. Mm-hmm. Like a, car chases it, who doesn't love a good prison breakout? Yeah, out, yeah, right? fucking yeah. A, man. And like great, the villains like you said were great. Like Jack Palance great villain like like you said the story like he doesn't want to like just kill them he wants to like bury them so they're like not heroes mm-hmm. and just put them in jail disgrace them get their ass kicked in jail and yeah because the other guys mentioned too like what happens in six months when they're out and he's like oh don't worry they won't be getting out <laughs> And the, the, there's a, yeah, there's a good scene where he literally breaks in the prison because the, the prison they mention like ah, it's all dirty. It, yeah, just pay them off, and he literally somehow comes has all the, the all the convicts get loose uh, out of the out of their room just to beat up and torture these <laughs> he guys. Does a great like he does his great lines. He's, he's like walking out of the darkness. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right, like a, like a shadowy figure. He's yeah, in he disappears silhouette. into the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Which that 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 seems so silly when they first arrive at the prison mm-hmm. though. Um, they're like, I thought you said cops would never make general population. But did you guys find that a little bit silly? Like, I know prisons, you know, you can't control the prisoners, but yeah. that is like literally a, an apocalyptic wasteland yeah. when they get to the There's like fire everywhere. <laughs> like litters, they're Litter, throwing shit. Comics are just doing what they want. Like, it's it's insane. But um, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, I understand the litter, I could, sure. Yeah. You know, Cups of pee and shit like that. Yeah, but this is literally like there's fire yeah. everywhere going. It's like I'm pretty sure that would not be allowed. No. But sure, in this film, whatever. Yeah, it works in this film. Sorry, anything else, Stokes? Or? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've we've all covered it. I, I agree. I think it's a film that you know it's got two very likable leads, which is huge. You know, this film lives and dies on if those characters weren't interesting, if yeah. you got the wrong actors. But they both play their parts perfectly and play off each other so well. And there was just one great scene. It's a comedy moment where she's massaging him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Sloane walks in like, that scene is amazing. Yeah, just he to see his face. Like, she's riding, yeah. his sister's riding cash. And, well, and again, the great interplay between them where he's mm-hmm. like, no, but really, what were you doing with the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, elephant yeah. man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even in when Did they're Did you the- bump uglies with my sister? <laughs> 
and when they're in the prison in the shower scene and he drops the soap yeah. and he's like just relax don't flatter yourself yeah, yeah, Pee Wee, and he's like okay Minnie Mouse <laughs> like it's so good because yeah they don't they don't like each other, but they grow to like yeah. each other because they have to. And then, obviously, by the end, you the know, they're doing the high five. High five. <laughs> How it like ends with them like yeah. in air. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, it, it, they perfectly play off each other. The action scenes are actually very cool. Mm-hmm. You get, like we mentioned, a mix of everything in this. Um, there's a bit of mystery in there of, you know, who's framing them and are they going to prove their innocence. Mm-hmm. And I like, too, like, they prove their innocence and it's like, we don't care about that story anymore. We're at the part now where we're going to go kill these guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's some great stuff, you know, where they're taping a grenade to Brian James' mouth and hanging him over the edge just playing the good cop, bad cop. And yeah, this movie is just like, I don't understand for people that like action flicks that don't like this. It's strange, right? It's a little bit cheesy, but again, like, who fuck cares? This is like a perfect- Every movie we've watched this past month has been cheesy as hell. But I think like Commando, this is the perfect mix of, Mm -hmm. of cheese where it's like, it's just so fun. The action scenes are great. It's it's just got everything you want in, in mm-hmm. an action flick. It's like a perfect 80s action flick. I think, I, I you know, comparing to Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon is a much better film. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have the comedy beats. But it doesn't. You know it, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I it, it does. But I think that's more trying to be a dramatic action mm-hmm. flick. This is like, we don't care about that. We just want to have fun. And this is like, if you just want an hour and a half, two hours of fun, this is the flick that you yeah. put on. You know what I mean? You don't want something... You don't want to have a suicidal cop and have to think about that, like, lethal weapon. This is the film you put on. You yeah. know what I mean? This and Commando are, like, the perfect example of just mindless action flicks mm-hmm. for me. And, uh, yeah, the score is so good. Like, this is... Everything works in this film for me. What about Stallone in this? Did you guys... I, I thought he was kind of forced at times. Like, that's the only thing... I didn't really care for like some of his one-liners were kind of really seemed forced. And it was like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't natural. Like it wasn't. See, like, I don't know. I it wasn't it was his wheelhouse of a character. So it was like it seemed kind of like Schwarzenegger like in Commando. Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So like, alone, I don't know. That's the only thing. But I loved it. But uh, it I don't know. I, I didn't forced. find that. I thought he was really good in this. I don't know. Hmm. Um, the opening is is great. Where the the, the truck is coming down and Stallone drives up ahead in his nice car parks it you're out of your jurisdiction <laughs> and he just parks his car and just shoots at the windshield and then yeah he's like it's a it's an um it's a gasoline what is it a gas truck tanker gas tanker oil tanker oil tanker yeah Gasoline truck. It's a gasoline truck, and they're all like, "You know, every single truck that's in an '80s action movie, yeah. one of them." But it's great because they open it up. The cops open it up, and they're like, "There's nothing here, man. You fucked up or something." And he, and he just like shoots. Co- I love that cop with the, the mullet. Yeah, and his aviators. Yeah, you're a city boy. Yeah. I just love though. He's like, <laughs> he just shoots it, and the the the, 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 the cocaine starts flowing out. Yeah, but it's like, what if he's wrong or he shot the wrong spot? Exactly. That would blow up and kill them all. But that's this movie. It's like every yeah. the cops are like, if it's going to deliver some kind of cool line, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Let's have him shoot yeah, exactly. a, a, a fucking truck that is half filled with gasoline. You get a lot of that in this film. You get Kurt Russell abusing the the criminals. Like he he's got the guy in the. Um, the criminals in the English 101. He's like yeah. choking him out with a chair in the bathroom. Yeah, he's got him knocked down, and yeah. Um, like I said, there is a mystery, which I think is they do a decent job where he like caresses, like who's fucking with my gun, and you're like, yeah. The score comes on, and they kind of mm. like make it up, like ah, oh, what's going on with this? They kind of mm. set something cool there. Um, 
I lo- the courtroom scene is really good where like um, they decide they're going to um, plead guilty for and they'll get like a month and yeah. a half or something in a year and a half or something like that or six months or yeah it's not that much I mm-hmm. thought it was like ninety days was, yeah but it's going to be like um, a, a prison that's pretty much like you know uh, minimum security for yeah, exactly. yeah minimum security they're going to you know it's not going to be a big time. deal mm-hmm. which again it makes it so stupid that how they end up here and it's like no one like. Does any investigation? Yeah, hey, Don't think about this movie too much. <laughs> but anyways, the court scene is great because Stallone's like he does this like you know big speech where like I just want to say that don't let this have an impact on the the impression of all my other cop friends. You know, cops are good people. Blah blah. And then Kurt Russell comes in and it's like this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Fuck this shit like that. He does this great speech mm. which I enjoyed. I, I, in the prison, I love. Did you guys catch this? All the the prisoners are yelling stuff like, "I'm gonna kick your ass, Ash. Your ass is grass. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. Kit Tango." The one guy says, "I'm gonna put brown sugar in your ass." <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you does really that mean don't want to know. Yeah, that's exactly what he means. <laughs> oh man, I, I thought that was great. Fubar they use a yeah. lot, which is uh, fucked up beyond all recognition, <laughs> which I enjoyed. I love the scene when they're lowering them into the the water with the electricity <laughs> and like. Each guy has like that dramatic moment just yeah. before motherfucker. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, like the also yeah. They, what does he say to like each other? Like, um, Russell's like, oh, "You go to family, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Emotional. Going, it's, it's okay, man. He gets lower than he's any. Yeah. He says, "Tango, man, stay alive." <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys catch this? I don't. I don't know if this is true, but I read. So when they're running to escape the. Um, when they're running and they're sliding down the electrical wire oh, yeah. and escape and, and Cash goes first and then Tango goes and, and that's when Robert Czar Pops opens out. up the, the hatch at the top and knocks Stallone. You get a little fight scene and then he comes down later and Cash is like, would you stop for coffee in Danish? And Stallone says, I hate Danish. Apparently, someone wrote, I don't know if this is true, but that's um, he had recently divorced uh, Bridget Nielsen and she's Danish. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. So I don't know if that was a little... Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. Um, he was dating uh, Bridget Nielsen? He married, was married. Oh, weird. She the, went uh, to Flavor Flav later in life. Did she? Yeah, like, do you ever see Flavor of Love? <laughs> oh, that's right. Or no, it was... Uh, did they meet on that reality? Surreal Life. Yeah, they met on the... And uh, they hooked up there, and then they had, then they had their own show. It's funny. But she was the villain, of course, in Beverly Hills Cop 2 and, yeah. uh, and Red Sonja, right? Is that, they must yeah, have, I think so. Oh, no, uh, they didn't... Rocky, Rocky 3. Rocky, yeah. 4. 4, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, 4. But she did... Oh, sorry. She did Red Sonja with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. She was like at the time, if you needed the a tall, tall kind of kick ass chick, she was the one to call. Um, oh, we didn't even mention, we got to mention Russell and Drag. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. actually amazing. Which is great. And the cop kind of like, he's like, what are the chances of a threesome? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which again, such a stupid, ridiculous yeah. line, but you don't care. In this flick, it, it totally, that's what the, and this movie, those are the type of lines you want. Yeah. He flicks the, the cigarette at him. <laughs> that was good enough to get Kurt Russell a Worst Actor Award. What really? Are those awards called the Razzies? Ra- yeah, fuck yeah. the Razzies. Oh, that sucks. Stallone, Stallone and no, I thought they, they I think they all got nominated, but I don't. Th- I think I don't think this movie won any Razzies. Still, but it was I, nominated I think for a they bunch. did very well in this movie. Like, see, I'm again, that's why the Razzies are bullshit because yeah. they just look and see whatever film everyone is. They don't have the balls to pick any yeah. good, like actual bad flicks. They just go with like whatever is cool to hate at the time. Yeah, They're all not actually terrible. interesting in giving you mm-hmm. really good bad flicks like fuck that I'm sure they're the type of guys that probably are the ones loving this film now you yeah. know what I mean like they just seem like they're like uh, mainstream bullshit hipsters hipsters yeah um 
Uh, a little bit of trivia here, nothing great, but um, apparently the sound that they the truck makes that they're driving out at the end, the mm-hmm. souped-up truck, they they just reused that. I think reused um, the sound of the land speeder from Star Wars. Oh, cool! Don't know if that's true, but there you go. Oh, I wanted to mention. So we were talking about the two guys are fighting at the end. Russell's fighting Brian James, yeah. and Stone's fighting the martial arts guy. Did you guys notice that martial arts guy looked like Tommy Wiseau from the room? A little bit, right? I wanted to say like, oh, hi, Tango. <laughs> hey, hi, Tango. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Apparently, this film, uh, especially during the, I, I believe during that that fight scene, because um, if you notice, like it's not very a bloody film, but during that scene, there's they're shooting the guys. You see some blood here mm-hmm. and there. Apparently, this film was um, heavily edited down, though. I guess they had to get rid of a bunch of um, blood and stuff. That's why if there's some kind of uh, weird jump cuts and stuff. There was like only one really uh, scene that you see like the uh, squibs kind of go like no. at the end and that was no. pretty much it. I guess this film, they Warner Brothers recently had a lot of trouble with uh, Cobra getting it cut uh. down. So after that, they uh, made they made a lot of heavy cuts on this. So um, I guess this is a bit of a spoiler. I don't know. I don't think we need to put a spoiler for it. I'll say I won't say who, but yeah. some, there's a great. Someone gets a great um, finale death where he oh. drops a grenade down his pants, kicks him that down the stairs, and blows up. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is like again. This is what I want when I just want to throw in a mindless '80s action yeah. flick. This is it for me. This is this is the film that I watched. Like I said, this it's probably like hard target for me. Tangle and Cash and Commando are the three like mindless mm-hmm. acts. Van Damme, I enjoyed a lot of like the kickboxer and blood sport, but they're kind of, I find that they're almost like a, their own thing. Yeah. Where it's like more of like one on one martial arts fights when I just want like explosions and bullets and whatnot <laughs> throughout. These are the kind of flicks. I don't know. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like Commando, Tangle and Cash, and yeah. um, Hard to Kill. I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts? Or? I thought the ending of this, I guess spoilers, but like when they had the bunch of mirrors. Oh, like, it was kind of cool. I thought that was such a dope ending. Like, That's what I mean. Again, it's just, this flick yeah. has a lot of, it throws a lot of like, even though it's your, your you know, a big dumb action 80s flick, it kind of has a lot of stuff that they throw at you that is like, you know, maybe you've seen other flicks, but I think this does like a great job of like everything that's cool and that's yeah. thrown in a blender and, and it all mixes well together. I don't know. I, I, that, that was really cool. And he's like, like, so how'd you know he was the right one? The monogram. Like, no, the ring was on the wrong side. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that was kind of a, yeah. that's how you know they're good cops, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, do you guys have anything outside or? No. What, what, what do you want to give this movie? Oof. Stokes, you want to go first? Oh. Uh, I gotta give it like an eight. I was gonna give it an eight too. Yeah, I actually, here we go, guys. I ate a time from you. Oh, well. get the fuck out of here! I was never bored with this movie. No. It, it, it drew, drew me in from the get go, and it didn't let up till the end. Like, I think I enjoy Commando slightly above it. Yeah, I think this one might be um, my number one of the uh, yes. series. I, I think Commando moves at a little bit better of a pace. It, Commando, mm-hmm. like literally, it's a film. It's like pretty yeah. much a long a chasing that it's him getting to these guys. Yeah. It never really stops. This film has a little bit of slow moments, like in the prison stuff, but. It is still, yeah. It's again, it's like tiny bit below yeah. there. It's, it's. I, if someone says they prefer Tangle Cash, I'm not going to argue with them. You yeah. Know? Um. Yeah. I think it's. I, I guess out of the four films we covered, you guys didn't really love the the other two. What What are you guys rankings for this? It's got to go Tangle Cash, Commando, and pretty much the other two could flip flop over. Stokes. Yeah. Uh, Tangle, Commando, Mark for Death, Double Impact. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like with Stokes, but I'm gonna go um, Commando, then Tangle and Cash, yeah. then uh, Mark for Death and Double Impact. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, this was a lot of fun. We'll it was a ton of fun. To do, right? uh, we'll have to do some more eighties. Maybe we'll throw some Chuck Norris or Bronson in there next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's got to be. A, I know Van Damme has a lot of movies I enjoy, so maybe pick yeah. a better one that that one did <laughs> yeah. hold up for me as well as the others, but. Van Damme, he's the guy, I think, out of everyone, maybe Stallone is competing with him, but he's kind of has 
is that had has had the best career recently. Like he had the two Universe Soldier films yeah. that are really well. I just actually watched the trailer JCVD, but I watched a trailer the other day too, where it's like kind of like a uh, an actual dramatic action role where he gets he's like a bouncer or something. Mm. He gets hired to become an assassin, but actually looks like it has some dramatic weight to it. So mm. I know he, he's kind of a guy that's still going. Schwarzenegger is kind of doing flicks here and there, but they're not. He's trying yeah. he's trying different things, but unfortunately, like those, a zombie movie like a couple years. Most back. of them aren't really working that well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So I'd like to see him get his career back. He's having a hard time kind of doing the eighties thing actually yeah. with the one liners again because he's too old though. I think Stallone definitely has a decent career, and then Seagal has just gotten fat. And <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fucking Putin's bodyguard or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's got a decent musical career going. Yeah, he's got his band already to fall back on. Um, I was surprised that it, his band wasn't terrible. bad. Um, Are you gonna go see him if they played like uh, say Toronto? Would you go check it out? No, but <laughs> tickets are twenty. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, no, it's not that good. He's playing free at the festival, of friends or something. You might go. Our local festival. I check him out. Maybe. If you had nothing better to do, you might go. <laughs> but no, I was surprised. I guess he's he's a good guy that's played guitar since he's twelve or mm-hmm. something. Like he's he's decent. He's got some skill. He's got got some tasty chops. Um, I just had before we leave. I just had to, a couple little trivia bits. We cover most mm-hmm. of them, but um, we didn't even mention there was actually Peter McDonald uh, was a second unit director. He did some directing as well. So there's four directors I think holy, on this film. Holy. Uh, but also, uh, I didn't mention that um, Stuart Bard uh, was hired to help with the editing. He was like the editing doctor. Um, he was the guy that was. If, if he would be, you would hire him at the last second, and he'd try to make something of your flick. He would make it work. He was known as the editing doctor. But yeah, he did. I guess he did the same thing for Demolition Man. Oh yeah. But uh, he was hired because the initial rough cut was garbage. Was well, the yeah, it was largely the director, the producer at least, didn't like it at all. Um, yeah, I guess there were several cuts. Another guy, Hubert de la Bollier, was also hard to edit. So I think there's like three editors Holy on this moly. flick to try to make it work. In the end, the film was uh, it was finally approved by Warner Brothers, and it wasn't shipped to theaters until like a week uh, before its release, which is called a wet print, an industry term meaning that the movie was just barely completed before oh, its release crazy. date. So they were literally like editing it and trying to make it work right up to its release date. Um uh, I, I didn't know this, but the glasses Stallone wears, those are his real glasses. Apparently Stallone, I guess one of his eyes is wonky, so he wears... Um, Corrective lenses? Uh, like yeah, contact lenses. I, I didn't realize yeah. that throughout most of the films. And yeah, the trailer, if you look at it, has a bunch of like uh, alternate scenes and deleted scenes and stuff like that. Nothing major, but um, a line, Cash says, I hate karate guys. <laughs> Where he's a Chinese assassin, and then there's also... Um, I know some other scenes were stolen from the newspaper and pulls it down. He's got a shotgun waiting kind of stuff. Um, and, oh, and then uh, the, the only other thing I had the film's uh, production title was the setup. Um, that's all I got for trivia. But um, yeah, I, I think we all agree this is a great. Oh, if, you, awesome. if you want to have you know your, your friends over, some beer, some pizza, watch some eighties action. This and Commando <laughs> would be a great double feature. That would be a great double feature. Um, actually, that'd be cool to sit in theaters. You don't really hear like horror's got a big aftermarket, yeah. big fan base, so they constantly do like screenings of old movies. horror movies. But yeah. it'd be cool to like see. You don't really see action flicks. It'd be cool to see like a, a yeah. double feature screening of Ten Crash and Commando with just a bunch of like fans just loving and making fun of it, and mm-hmm. having a blast with it. Um, but yeah, this has been the end of our action fest. Uh, thank you, Stokes, for joining yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. We'll the hopefully king. have him back. Uh, we'll figure out something, have him back another time. Uh, we'll watch the Italian Stallion. We'll bring him back for one more. Yeah. 
Um, we, we're not sure what is next. We're actually going to figure that out as soon as we uh, finish recording yeah. this uh, this episode. But um, we're, we're definitely going to go back to horror. We're going back we to promise. horror. Uh, we, we apologize that we've done Taking a bit of eight episodes now without horror. We deviated a little Although bit. Although some of those post uh, those dystopian oh, future scary are fuck. scarier than most horror films. And so. we had some voodoo magic. And, yeah, uh, some Mark for Death had some, yeah, some voodoo man in it. Um, and then, you know, yeah. Hey, listen, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at the uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook. We have the Facebook page to like and the group page to, you know, come join the conversation. We'd love to hear what action flicks you want to see us cover next, your thoughts on these films, your favorite action flicks, anything. Yeah. Maybe there's some undiscovered gems out there. You I'm know curious. I mean? I've been trying to, to trying to find a lot of those. Was it like, bro, oh, that guy, Brian Reno, whatever it is, Reno Williams, or... Who's that guy? It was a Fred Ward movie. Oh, uh, yeah, Remo Williams. Yeah. 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 Have you seen it? I've never seen it. No. I'm uh, curious. I, I, I have it, though. Twilight Time released it. Oh, I picked up on Blu-ray, so I'll have to watch it. But um, if it's worth checking out, yeah. uh, Twitter uh, us or tweet at us at, uh, at MovieCityManiac. Maniac, yeah, no plural. So anyways, guys, it's been fun. It's been a blast. Uh, thanks, Pee-wee. Thanks, uh, Minnie Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, bump Buckley's for Stokes? <laughs> Did you bump Buckley's for Stokes? <laughs> Uh, we'll be back again. Fucking elephant guys. man over here giving <laughs> us a hard time. Take it easy, guys. Stay scared. Bye.